Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, it's End Times Friday uh, today that we get to continue our series on that. How are you, you doing today? Good morning. Happy Friday. I yeah. always look forward to these. There's so much to hear and learn. I'm excited. Yeah. It's been a good week, though. I'm, I've been enjoying this week and certainly enjoyed having the Cardis on yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> uh, pretty exciting to see a, a couple that, you know, has learned uh uh, you know, start to live it out, uh, learn what it means to abide and discern God's will. And they're just being led in amazing ways. So uh, it's a beautiful story uh, that we get to be part of and get to Absolutely. see. And that's, and that's what we're trying to, one of the things we're trying to illustrate with guest days is, um, you know, this isn't, you know, uh, Rich and Kathy just giving you our interpretation of scripture. It's that right. we're just helping you you see that the truth of it is lived mm -hmm. out in real lives really <laughs> you know so yes yes uh, and that uh, and we see that you know all the time we had a uh, I, I think i mentioned this uh, earlier in the week but we had a retreat recently with um, executive executive wives and people that li literally would be called neophytes in scripture mm -hmm. neophytes in their walk with god and just through one weekend of getting into the abiding truth Mm -hmm. learned to abide, did abide, did hear from God, and now they're on a, a, a new journey right? that is dramatically uh, already, because uh, we have some mm -hmm. follow-up with them already, uh, changing their lives because yes. they're, they're walking with God, you know, and it's, yeah. it's an amazing thing. And we get to see that all the time. So it's not a, a hokey thing or it's not a strange thing. It's the essence of life with God. Mm -hmm. And we, and we get the privilege of seeing that. Yes. Uh, all yeah. the time. So, uh, as we talk about, you know, the end times, um, uh, right now as a possibility, uh, we're, we're in this discussion of Matthew 24, where Jesus said, watch the signs, mm -hmm. um, look at, at things that are happening and you'll start to recognize uh, the acceleration of them that will lead to uh, the tribulation and then and then Christ's return. So right. we've talked about you know wars and rumors of wars, uh, economic trouble, uh, you know earthquakes, uh, you know things that are uh, happening around the world physically. Uh, well, <clears throat> um, and you actually uh, uh, sent this to me, but. Uh, Everybody, I think, probably recognizes, at least we in the United States, we've we pulled out of Afghanistan. Right. Um, and uh, interesting enough, what's happened is that when we pulled out, uh, the Taliban, which is the mm -hmm. uh, extremist, um, have, have started attacking cities. 
mm-hmm. um, and taking over cities that we now, since we're not there to protect them. Right. And they've already taken over so many. Yeah. 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 It's it's full force, full steam ahead right yeah. now. Yeah. So it's war and rumor of war and they take it over mm-hmm. by war. Uh, right. By literally, you know, guns and ammunition and, and uh, attacking people. Uh, and then they take over the city. Uh, so it's chaos over there. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, the uh, the acceleration of that uh, is coming. Uh, also, uh, this is interesting that um, the uh, defense minister for uh, Israel, and I think I've mentioned this, um, has said that they're preparing to attack Iran. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit more color has come out of that because uh, there's obviously... <laughs> You know, people are saying, uh, why are you doing that? Why are you going to do that? Uh, uh, We thought you weren't the aggressor and Mm -hmm. you only you only uh, counterattacked. You never attack. And uh, they said, well, uh, two things. Uh, One, um, Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon, which is that's a northern Mm -hmm. northern border of Israel, uh, is uh, consistently over the last couple of weeks, uh, lobbying mis- missiles into uh, right. the northern part of Israel. And, of course, they're defending them, okay. But uh, they know that their supply of these missiles are coming from Iran. Mm-hmm. So they'd like to cut off that supply. Uh, secondly, and this is what they've said is emphatic, is, is uh, Iran is uh, pretty close to nuclear uh, power uh, mm. with weapons. Scary, right? Yeah. Uh, and and so they're saying we can't ever let them get to that point mm-hmm. where we could be attacked with a nuclear weapon, which, by the way, because of the size of Israel, it wouldn't take much. And Israel, right. Israel would be gone, you know. Um, so they said because they're coming close to it and they won't honor the uh, agreements, um, we're going to attack them to try to eliminate that capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, and again, all we're trying to say is, let's watch the signs where wars and rumors of wars, right? Uh, you know, are so. And then he said, there's going to be a lot of economic trouble, um, and you know, we're experiencing it. You know, even in this country right now, there's uh, consideration of, you know, maybe uh, forcing businesses to lock back down because of what they mm-hmm. say is a Delta variant. Uh, there's high inflation right now. Right. Uh, that is packed. And, I, and I'm sure everybody who's listening can appreciate, but um, certain things you can't get. Right. Uh, you know, supply chain issues of just supplies that aren't available, cars that can't be fixed, uh, you know, uh, equipment that you can't get because they're, you know, they're not there. Delays uh, are becoming the norm. Yes. Like I, I feel like in the last few months, we've really just had to transition our thinking into the conveniences that we were used to in America um, are no longer, right. you know, we, we are now in delays and now there are these shortages and things that we have just always taken for granted that we would always have um, are definitely hitting us too. Now. Right. Right. Um, and so that, you know, it's going to cause economic chaos, which we've talked about is, um, you know, is there a recession? Is there a, a, a severe uh, economic problem coming? And again, we've talked structurally that um, with the central banks, uh, they've promoted the government's borrowing money right. to the level now that they really, even when they should, they can't raise interest rates. 
mm-hmm. and because of that, uh, inflation hits, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 uh, the currencies become uh, less valuable, and uh, the ability of the country to function becomes more problematic. And the and the only thing I'm I'm trying to say there is, it leads to the possibility mm-hmm. that um, actions could be taken to collapse economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Well, because the structure for collapse is there. Right. It uh, doesn't mean they're going to at the moment or even in the next few months, but because the structure is being set up mm-hmm. and it's, it's in my view of it, it's not reversible. Mm. So that uh, because where we've come, and this is governments all over the world that have used debt to function, Right. Um, well, that's why the the system is is fragile, and if certain things happen, which by the way the central banks could cause, uh, it would start to collapse the system, mm-hmm. um, and it's not recoverable. And so, what would be the remedy? Well, let's get back to fiscal responsibility, and have the debt of the nations paid down. <laughs> okay, if the nations tried to do that. It's interesting enough, it collapses automatically. Because why? Hmm. They don't have the, uh, uh, the way that it's, it's now operating is it becomes disruptive to a, a portion, a, a segment, uh, something in society uh, would have to change dramatically in order for me to get balance the way I'm spending money. Okay, like for example, uh, let's say the United States said, yeah, we're going to balance the budget, mm-hmm. uh, which, with, which they should, by the way. Um, okay, uh, wh- what's the one way to do that? Well, <laughs> and I, I'm using extremes here. Okay. Let's eliminate military. Mm. <laughs> we, we, if we stop spending money on military, we could, we could uh, balance the budget. Right. Okay, interesting enough. Now, there's two things about that. One... Um, we we then have no ability to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leaves us open, vulnerable. And by the way, you you we opened the show with what we went out of Afghanistan. In other words, and what we, happened there? We stopped. Yeah. <laughs> we stopped the military operating there. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened? It it was yeah. it was taken over by the enemy. Immediately. <laughs> uh, okay, so that that's that's a chaotic event uh, if it mm-hmm. happened on a, on a scale like like America. And then secondly, is if you stopped uh, paying the military, see who does that ultimately impact? All everybody who's employed by the mm-hmm. military. By the way, every company that sells to the military. Right. There are ripple effects beyond. It would know. see, and if you and if you just said, okay, uh, in three months we're going to stop spending that money to balance the mm-hmm. budget. See, it would collapse the system all by itself. Interesting. So huh. it, we're at this interesting point where the structures are such, uh, and as as Jesus said, you know, look at the it's signs. Very fragile. It's extremely fragile, and if any force or any group or any uh, entity decided uh, 
they wanted to collapse the system, which, by the way, mm-hmm. will happen prior to the tribulation because right. um, when the uh, beast, and we'll get into mm-hmm. the beast, uh, is, is, uh, comes forth, it comes forth with a solution mm-hmm. to what? The economic collapse. Right. Um, and they say, yep, it happened. Yes, you're suffering. Yes, you're experiencing this awful stuff. We have a solution to that. And, right. it, and it's called one world government and one mm-hmm. economic system. And again, and, the, and I'm, just, I'm just sharing what scripture says. Right. It says, willingly, the people of the world embrace it. Right. They don't say, you, you forced me to, I hate mm-hmm. it, I'm going to fight you, yeah. uh, I'm coming against you. They willingly accept it. And the reason why, because they're in such dire straits economically mm-hmm. that when I'm offered this solution, I willingly say, yep, I'm going to do that. And isn't that mm-hmm. a good thing? And the world does, except, by the way, the remnant, which, which we'll talk about. Right. And that's you know, what you're talking about, too, puts such an emphasis on um, us needing to be aware of global impact. Yes. I, you know, of why, because I think in America, we do tend to stay America, uh, you know, America centric and view everything as to how it's impacting us. And when we're looking at the increase of the birth pains, yes, we need to be looking at what's going on globally. Right. And that's, that's part of why you're doing these M times Fridays, even to highlight, you know, pay attention to the signs Yeah, because we are seeing these things take place and, and there is an increase in birth pains for sure. Yeah. Uh, and when you, um, you use that analogy of birth pains, which gets more frequent, and then certain things mm-hmm. start to uh, reveal themselves. Um, so I can remember um, when our our kids were born with with Linda, uh, you know, discussing even with the doctor um, the first two, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because of uh, in the good old days, uh, uh, I wasn't allowed in the in the uh, delivery room because mm-hmm. uh, it was it was just not allowed, but that you would have anybody else in there who wasn't, you know, skilled and uh, right. di- you didn't want, they didn't want any trouble, but they, you know, over time it began um, uh, getting there and I was allowed in the last one uh, for Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to see the whole thing, but talking to the doctor as we're getting ready to go in, he says uh, she has dilated now to a certain point where she's able to have the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, this thing happened. It just happened. Right. The birth pangs have been signaling it. Right. Now now it's dilated and it's to a certain uh, level. Now you, she can have the baby. Right. That it could be really any time. Yes. It's, it's, now it's going to be any time. And because of that, of that event or that structure, uh, it's ready. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, one thing about the economics is... Um, what I'm seeing is that it's, it's getting close to being fully dilated, right. Uh, to the structure is such that, um, the outcome mm-hmm. ultimately will be the collapse. And now, right. uh, now you can see the structure is in place mm-hmm. for that collapse to happen. Uh, and of course our question is, um, is this it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer uh, could be yes, it is it. Or is this just another 
uh, event along the way. So yes, it's going to collapse, but it's going to collapse at a different level and it's not going to be the ultimate collapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, yeah, you see it correctly, maybe you don't see all of it correctly. You know, don't and that, see and, the full picture and that, necessarily. And that's why we got right. to keep looking for the sign, but not saying that, well, that's absolutely it because there's more right. to the story. Uh, well, Jesus, uh, as he tells us, uh, we've gone through, look at the signs. Uh, he tells us further um, more about these signs and what, what the uh, things are. So let's go to um, uh, Matthew, yeah, Matthew 24 mm-hmm. and read verses uh, 32 to 51. Matthew 24, uh, 32 to 51. Sure. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, its leaves you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but the father only. For as were the, as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the son of man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the son of man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in part of the night, in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you you must also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is the servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards. So the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yep. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Whoa. (laughs) Uh, so, um, you know, we've talked about the signs that, that we've gone mm-hmm. through. Uh, and then he says, uh, and he's, he's continuing his discussion uh, because he, he then goes to the next section about, you don't really know the hour, but mm-hmm. here's something important about that. Um, so he's still talking about the signs of the end. And he says the parable of the fig tree mm-hmm. um, that uh, when... Um, you see the fig tree uh, come back with life, you know that uh, the, the summer is here. It's, it, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, when you see that happen, you know that it's, it's at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is. Uh, and he says, uh, this generation will by no means pass away till these things take place. So that, um, again, this is where he's referring to uh, Israel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see the fig tree come back to life, well, we know in 70 AD, uh, Israel was destroyed and, and no longer became a nation. Right. So there, they had no homeland. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, they, which is remarkable all by itself, uh, you know, Jews are descendants of Jews. Right. Uh, and they marry Jews. Well, from 70 AD until, you know, today, um, they stayed pure as a race. Mm. So they, their descendants married other Jews in these foreign countries when they mm-hmm. didn't have any, any ownership uh, or uh, the ability to establish a government because mm-hmm. they couldn't form together, they had no place. So, they had so no place to go. there's a group of Jews that have stayed pure as far as the bloodline. Obviously, not all Jewish people have, right? No, the uh, there is a uh, a large number of uh, not every Jew, because some Jews married away from other right, Jews, right? But, but a enough, okay, where there became, you know, by the by the nineteenth twentieth uh, century. There were still millions of Jews. Right. And you were, said they actually have record of who the bloodlines are still pure, yes, correct? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, they kept really good, uh, accurate, and, you know, are you marrying within the, the heritage of the Jews? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and interesting enough, uh, which we see in the, old, in the New Testament in Revelation, uh, the 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. So all the Jews represent groups from those 12, 12 tribes, but they still understand, you know, their descendants. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said the 12 tribes of uh, uh, Jacob, Israel will actually reconvene in, in the end. Uh, so they, they disperse. Uh, and this is really interesting. Um, <laughs> they didn't have a homeland. Right. Uh, they did gather in community. And because of uh, the... Uh, they weren't real citizens mm-hmm. of those nations in terms of born citizens. Uh, they were occupied citizens. So they, and this, this became universal around the world, we'll let you live here, mm-hmm. but uh, you can't um, own anything. Hmm. Um, so... Um, you can't you can't have ownership in real estate and houses and businesses um, in terms of capital you know stock exchange stuff. Uh, well, they <laughs> um, they're really good business people. Um, mm-hmm. And what they did have and what they could do is they had money, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they knew how to earn money, uh, and they saved money because they didn't have any place to. Uh, own it right so they just saved it up and by the way this is interesting um the things that people would buy over again this is through history uh was up and down up Mm -hmm. and down so you could own let's say you could own a farm and it would be worth x dollars if you wanted to sell it to somebody right uh well five years later because of the economy it might be worth half that amount Right. And then you'd lose that amount. Okay, well, the Jews never went through those cycles because they never owned anything. Interesting. So 
they just kept their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they became what's called bankers, financiers. Hmm. Um, and extremely, that's why investment banking and banks, uh, particularly in the 18th and 19th century, this is worldwide, were operated by Jews hmm. because they had all the money. They had, they had cash and they learned to lend it get interest payments and invest it. Um, and, and so they, uh, they grew in their financial acumen and their, and their financial ability. Mm-hmm. So uh, in, um, uh, after World War uh, I uh, is called, remember we, call, we said it's the, the English Balfour uh, uh, Agreement and England took over Israel. Okay. Um, because they had been there supporting it, uh, occupying it, and uh, you know, helping. Actually, they're the ones that, and through the Christians that I described to you, uh, back in the 1850s, they interceded. Uh, mm-hmm. They were in the embassy. They started a church. Uh, they started to promote Jews coming back. They set up hospitals, education, right. all this fantastic stuff. And because England had done that, uh, at the end of World War One, they said, "Well, England, you you operate Israel," mm-hmm. um, and they did. Well, then World War Two comes along. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of World War Two, uh, and because they were so uh, attacked by Hitler to kill them all, which he did, he killed six million of them. Mm-hmm. Um, England and the United Nations said, "Why don't we let them come back as a nation?" Um, and they formed up, and they literally, uh, through England and the sanctioned by the United Nations, handed over the nation, the the place of Israel, back to the Jews. Mm. Um, and now you are a nation, and we now recognize you as a nation, and you form your government, and you run your own country now. Right. Um, uh, now it was at that point it was partial land relative to the biblical land that uh, was given to, uh, you know, Jacob uh, and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and so it's, it wasn't the full land until they, they uh, what we call the promised land. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they didn't get that in 1947. Uh, interesting enough, uh, one, one interesting fact, on the very day that they were uh, designated a nation by the United Nations in Britain, they found the Qumran scrolls. Yes, uh, you shared and, that and the other shared, day. We, that we was shared fascinating. That, uh, earlier in the week, and they that the very day, the very same mm-hmm. day, they found the Qumran scrolls uh, that proved that the Bible's true. Right. Uh, so it's really. Can I ask? Do you yeah. know who um, who was occupying what is what is Israel or what they gave to Israel in 1947 as that land? Now, who was in that while all of World War II was going on and stuff? Uh, it was a uh, yes. Uh, it was again uh, a lot of the uh, there were there were three primary groups. Uh, Britain. Mm-hmm. A lot of English people were there. Okay. Um, Jews, because Britain from after World War One and through Christians encouraged mm-hmm. Jews to return to Israel. Okay. And they were returning. So now, they, now, that had already begun. Okay. They they were there. Now they weren't ruling. Okay. Um and they didn't have a government, but they were physically but there. There was at least a presence, they a were, percentage. They, they there. were they were there and they were operating in business. 
Okay. Uh, and then the Arabs, okay. uh, the Muslims, uh, were okay. there, and they were occupying uh, the place as well. Again, um, and we we know through the history all these all these times when you know there was war against the Christians, the Crusades. There was war against mm -hmm. Islam. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's when Britain stepped in, and they were running the show. Okay. But the Arabs were there, the Jews were there, and the Britons were there, and the, and, okay. uh, and some international, other international people, because it became a place of commerce. Okay. Uh, so think of uh, if you ask me, you know, who who uh, occupies London or who occupies New York City. Mm -hmm. Well, primarily, you know, Americans, but guess what? There's all there's these. such a blend. There's yeah. such a blend because there's a lot of business that's being taken place there. Uh, okay. Even people that aren't citizens are living there, running businesses there, et cetera. Right. Um, so there's Jews, Arabs, and, and the Britons. Then they handed it over to the Jews, mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, uh, the Arabs didn't like <laughs> at all. I bet. Yeah. Uh, so they were they were very negative about this, and they tried to prevent them from doing it. And they said, "No, we're going to do it." And they did it. Okay. So between forty-seven and sixty-seven, mm -hmm. uh, the Arabs um, are really unhappy about Israel being formed up again. Uh, right. And remember, at the purest level, um, based on the Quran, is uh, their Jews would be infidels. Right. And we have to eliminate them. So that's what that that would be their goal. Well, right. So in 1967, this is in June of 1967, uh, 20 years later, uh, the Arab nations around Israel formed up mm -hmm. and said, let us form a coalition and let's go attack Israel and take it back over. Mm. That was their goal was to okay. was to win it back by war. Right. Uh, and force. And so um, it's one of those Jehoshaphat moments uh, where, yep, they're coming against them way stronger than Israel. Mm-hmm. In the natural, they should have been defeated. Right. I mean, this is the six-day war, This is right? the six-day six yeah. war. Okay. Uh, and Israel, through a series of supernatural, miraculous stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only doesn't get defeated, but they defeat them in six days. Wow. That's why it's called the Six-Day War. Okay. Uh, and Israel defeated them to the point where they withdrew mm -hmm. and said, we got defeated and we're not going to keep attacking this. So they left. Um, and then what Israel did, 67, mm -hmm. they they took over the remainder of the biblical land. Mm -hmm. So they had partial in 1947. In 67, they, they then said, okay, all of this is ours. And now, and now it, today, that nation defined is exactly the nation that God gave Israel uh, right. physically. Right. Okay, now, uh, who also is there? Arabs. Right. Uh, Muslims. And that's why there's this issue over Palestine, yes. correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, Palestine uh, is um, the, what's called the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. The Palestinians are Muslims living in Palestine. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So when they say Palestines, you could have said, well, that doesn't that include Jews? Well, the definition didn't. Mm, it's, the Pal- okay. it's the Palestinians, it's the Arabs living in Israel. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. So okay. when you hear Palestine, uh, Palestinians, it's the Arabs. Okay. Um, and so, uh, uh, so what Israel did uh, when, they, when they won in 47, they decided we don't want to push our, we don't want to push too much. So let's let the Arabs also kind of occupy okay. uh, here. And they can have the Temple Mount. Uh, they can keep their mosque on the Temple Mount, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They didn't kick them out. They could have, but they didn't. In 67, again, they could have. They mm-hmm. could have because, hey, we won the war. So everybody who's not Jewish has to leave. They didn't do that. They said, uh, we'll allow you to stay. We are mm-hmm. going to run the government. You can even stay in, in places like it's called, the, you've heard, the left bank. Right, uh, right. Gaza. You, know, you, can, you, can, you can have homes there. You can have ownership. Um, we'll have a democracy. And you can even vote in that democracy. But... Um, we are going to continue to rule with our system, which is the prime minister, uh, the president, the Knesset, mm-hmm. uh, the way we've structured it. Uh, the Arab nations are run primarily by dictatorship. And so, no, you can't operate it that way. You're going to have to stay within our, our system, but you can stay here. Um, okay. Right. So they do. And, and that now back and forth um, since 67, uh, the Muslims have had a series of what they call infatadas. Mm-hmm. Infatadas are, we're going to attack Israel with terrorism mm-hmm. and try, try to defeat them from within. Okay. So it's not a nation coming against them from the outside, although they, they do that with missiles now. But uh, infatada is we're going to try to cause terrorism and break mm-hmm. down their system so that we could take over. And there's been numerous ones of those. Right. Interesting enough, none of them, none of them worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never succeeded. Uh, so in the uh, uh, early 2000s, um, after several infatadas, <laughs> uh, the Jews say, we gotta, we gotta end this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to build fences and checkpoints and military, mm-hmm. and we're going to not let, they can't, they can't just walk in and go to a grocery store like they used to. And by the way, what they would, they do suicide, what's called suicide bombings. Right. Right. Um, so you could be going to the, down to the store today and you're standing in that store mm. and you're all blown up because they do a suicide bombing, which is the infatata. And right. they said, okay, we're going to stop that. Um, so they put up fences, checkpoints, uh, uh, metal detectors, mm-hmm. et cetera. And they've, they've really shut down the ability for terrorism within the country because of all the things that they, they put in place. Right. Um, okay. Over the last uh, 10 to 15, 20 years, um, uh, there has been uh, a, the Palestinians, as we've described it, 
have right. said we would like to uh, have a leadership say so in the government, and we want to occupy more land than you've given us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called the two-state solution. Right. Uh, and that is you jointly uh, develop a way to coexist, and the Jews can't run Israel anymore by themselves. It has to be the Palestinians that have a place where they run part of the government as well, a two-state mm-hmm. solution, and they get back, give them back a piece of the land. Okay, um, this is how it all plays together. Guess what? What do they want? Uh, well, first of all, they would like it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're willing to go to a two-step process. What's the first step? Take the land back to the 47 border. And, oh, interesting. And give us all the rest of it. Um, and that's been the big uh, fight uh, between the Palestinians, the world, and Israel right. is give up the land. And, and that land, that's where the Temple Mound is and well, things like no, that. Is uh, that correct? No, that it's, uh, it's other places in Israel uh, that uh, would say that this piece of, of, of the way Israel is defined, which is biblical, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, is now a big section of that would be Islam, Muslim, okay. Palestinian. Uh, the left bank is one of those places. Okay. Uh, give that all to the Palestinians. Mm. And by the way, this explains a lot to people who kind of see a little bit of it. Um, they tell the Jews, stop building there. Mm-hmm. What do the Jews do? We're going to build there. Um, right. And um, there's a big fight about that. Of And the world is saying, you know, either do it or don't. Stop or not. Well, interesting mm-hmm. enough, they've never stopped. Uh, so the Jews still have the biblical land, and um, they say, well, let's negotiate. The Jews say, no. Okay, now think about why not, because God gave it to us. Right. Uh, we can't give up that land. Mm. Uh, and interesting, interesting enough, um, everybody in the Jewish government since 1967 that has attempted to negotiate giving up the land, they've all been, they've all died, been assassinated, or got a, a stroke, and they couldn't function anymore. Really? Uh, and so, as anybody attempted to do that, okay, great, I'll negotiate giving up the land. Mm-hmm. They got, they got taken out. Um, and wow. see, and see, God saying no, uh, not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Israel and and by the way in the revelation in the end times the Israel is the original land of Israel so they're not going to wind up giving up that land but they're going to fight over it mm-hmm. um, and so the Palestinians um, are today trying to get the world to say well first of all give us a two-state solution go back to 47 land mm-hmm. give us the rest and then we'll go from there and of course what they want to do is take all of it over Right. Uh, eventually. Um, uh, and because, uh, in a way, they uh, uh, won't negotiate peace, they can't get to the two-state solution. So we're in the middle of that mm-hmm. right now. Well, the impact of what we're saying is this. Uh, Jesus said, when you see the fig tree mm-hmm. come back to life, 
that generation is going to see the end. Right. Uh, well, the fig tree came back to life. Uh, and it, first of all, started in 47, uh, was uh, cemented in 67. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you took, let's say you took the latter date, 67, and said, well, the generation that would see that should have been no later than 2007, 40 years later. Um, right. So, so is that really true? Is that accurate? Um, maybe it's not. Uh, because Israel is is back, you know, as a country, a nation, and they and they got the whole land back. Well, this is what um, I had a question about personally mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, and this was back in the uh, 1998. Um, I was studying this, looking at this, seeing that scripture, and I said, well, a generation after 67 would be 2007. I don't see a lot of the other things in place yet i right. i doubt if it's 2007 so have we missed it uh or are you mm-hmm. talking about something completely different well uh and i think i've shared this but i had a lunch with benjamin netanyahu yeah um, this is fascinating yeah uh, and you know we're discussing and talking about israel and america and capitalism and democracy and terrorism and all this uh by the way he this is remember this is 1998 so he says mm-hmm. He says, yeah, you Americans, you're lucky. Uh, he said, you, never, you don't live with terrorism. You never have anything happen, mm. happen to you <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, me and my family, when we go downstairs to the grocery store, we wonder, is today the day mm. that we're going to get killed because of a terrorist attack? He said, ah, you guys wow. are lucky. You never have it. It wasn't more than three years later than we had 9-11. Um, and the wow. whole, the, and the whole thing changed, yeah. which was, which was really interesting. But I said to him, I said, what role do you see, um, uh, Israel, uh, playing in the, uh, the end and the Messiah, what you call the Messiah, what, who we say Jesus is going to return. And he said, when Israel becomes a nation, then we'll, that generation will see the end. And he said, mm-hmm. well, you know, he said, you know, we're not a nation. You know, and I said, well, what, what do you mean? You're a nation in 1967. What happened in 1967? Yeah. He says, well, we don't consider ourselves a real nation until 50% of all the true Jews, remember we discussed mm-hmm. that, people right. that have stayed within the, the pure bloodline, blood yeah. and they're all over the world, mm-hmm. return and live in Israel. He said, okay. we're, about, we're about 30, he said, we're about 38% today. Uh, by the way, and I was a, a group of Christian people, uh, executives. He said, "You guys, we actually are are uh, honoring you because you fund it. Mm-hmm. You actually are contributing money for us to do this, and we we applaud you and we thank you for that." There'll mm-hmm. be a day when we'll be fifty percent. That's the day we'll be a nation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that explained it. Uh, got it. Okay, understood it. Well, in two thousand and twelve, I watched a video of Netanyahu. Goes to, mm-hmm. he's in a secular speech. Uh-huh. Uh, by, by the way, he's probably one of the more effective speech makers in history. Mm. Uh, he, can, he can just give it. You know, he, he, he just can speak it so beautifully and so clearly, whatever he's going to say. But he's, he's speaking to a secular audience, and he says, I have an announcement to make. Today, we're a nation. Wow. 
we have exceeded so that's 2012 2012 we have exceeded 50 percent of all the jews in the world now live in israel and i mm-hmm. just want to let everybody know today we're a nation mm-hmm. um and it was like huh okay well 2012 40 years later would be 2052 mm-hmm. so uh maybe the clock started um, right because of that of that event you know of that return right um Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I heard something the other day too, um, and I don't know exactly where the prophecy is, but I believe there's a prophecy that um, the word of God, the you know, the Bible will be translated into all available in all languages um, before the end comes. And I did hear that the group that is um, primarily responsible for translations met again in April. And with current technology, the the timeline currently sits at 2033. But if technology speeds up, which there is a possibility of, then it could be sooner than that, that at least a book of the Bible would be in every, not not even just, you know, they're talking about every soul language, like the the language that you're birth parents speaks to you when you're ill. So all the dialects and everything by 2033. Right. That's right. That's uh, exactly that. Uh, uh, all the world will hear the gospel. Um, that, mm-hmm. That's another uh, thing that maybe puts us in this time frame. Again, we're talking about a range of time, a period, a period yes, of time, a period. but the signs are there. Um, and then he says, you know, in this, he says, you know, as were the days of Noah, uh, so will this happen. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the days of Noah was God said, build a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't even know rain. Rain didn't right. happen. It was condensation. Uh, water came up from the ground. So um, build a boat. Noah, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't believe that. And so it says, as in the days of Noah, everybody went about living their own life mm-hmm. with no regard for the sign, which was the boats getting built. Right. Um, and he said, everybody ignored it and were marrying and, and doing business and functioning as if it didn't have any implication. And what right. they didn't do is say, why are you doing that? Well, because mm-hmm. God told me, cause he's going to flood the earth. Well then if that's true, maybe I should pay attention to it. Right. Uh, and what he basically says here is that most people don't pay attention to it. And the boat is getting built. You're seeing it getting built. And you just say it doesn't matter. Right. Well, guess what? There'll be a moment where it's going to matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that's what he's trying to say is, hey, pay attention. And if the boat's getting built, yeah, you really ought to consider ser- more seriously than they did back then that it doesn't matter. It matters. And what I'm going to show you is mm-hmm. going to be critical because of the questions that come up that now we have to address. Mm-hmm. If we are in the end, then the tribulation mm-hmm. is going to come. The beast is going to come. The mark of the beast is going to come. Um, and we know that if we take the mark of the beast, that we've, we've uh, compromised mm-hmm. our, our walk with God, and we're going to be uh, not, we're going to suffer as a result of that. So we got to be able to know what to prepare for, how to process it, what does God want us to show us, what is he going to train us in, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. That's, what, that's why we're doing this series is um, uh, going back to come and see, finding truth in a world of chaos is 
this is just a piece of it to urge us to consider uh, that uh, what is going on, we need to pay attention mm -hmm. to, and, and that should trigger. Well, then, Father, I need to learn, I need, I need to right. learn how to walk with you. Because right. uh, you have the answers, and and either it's going to get more difficult, and I need answers, or we actually are approaching an end time that mm -hmm. I'm really going to know your answers, and that's what we're trying to encourage you with. Is yeah. that well, these things are happening; they have happened; they were spoken of in Scripture. Um, we need to process that. And Israel coming right. back together and now becoming a nation is a big, big deal because mm -hmm. it's so central. To what happens in the end, uh, right. which we'll which we'll get into. So, well, we've had a great time today uh, talking about Israel for sure. <laughs> so uh, interesting, though, right? Uh, and all these signs. And he said, when you see the fig tree, that generation will see the end. If the question is, is you know, has that fig tree been uh, uh, brought back to life? And are we then the are we the generation, or we and our mm -hmm. kids and our grandkids? Are they the ones that are going to see something happen because of it? And we have some other indicators that we'll talk about again. But uh, the implication of it is we urge you, um, don't neglect it and don't mm -hmm. dismiss it. Uh, say, okay, if the boat's being built, um, help me understand my role in that and where I need to mm -hmm. go with that. And we're going to help uh, get into some more of that as we explore every Friday, uh, more information about, about the end. And all we're trying to do is present the biblical information. We're not making a proclamation, but we are saying mm -hmm. there is a lot of interesting information that we need to pro process. So that's, right. that's what we're urging people to do. So yeah. we hope you have a good time with this. Yeah, thanks for highlighting this and just for sharing your wisdom with us. I appreciate Welcome that. Welcome to Come and, and See, our listeners do your too. podcast yep. for finding truth yep. in a so world we, of chaos. Uh, I really encourage you and have a good time. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next Friday with the next one and, and our next week when we talk about discerning God's will. So it all, it, by the way, it, it all comes together. So that's why we're doing yes. it together. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Right. See Thank you. You too. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.